Hey guys, how's it going? It is 1.50 and I'm not at work for a change. And I wanted to get on here and talk about something that was on my heart that I should have talked about a few days ago. But for whatever reason, I put it to the side because like I said before, if you are an avid listener, if something touches my heart, it's more than like, well, it is because God put it in my heart to talk about it. The only difference is that... um. I try to make it relatable to the age range I'm trying to cater to. I'm not discriminating against any age groups. It's just that I'm 26 years old, so I try to speak to youth my age because I know um, it can be very difficult for the youth to find walking with God attractive. And I hate that I had to put it like that, but for some reason we just don't find sitting down with God to be attractive. And that's a harsh reality. But what I want to do is I want to make it attractive by giving you my experience and how I make it personable, how like maybe it's not a conventional way that I talk to God, but I, t- I hear him too. And that's, that's one of the main things I want to stress on my um segment. I want to make it clear that um it's not about vanity and praise for me. It's about, um, pop, you know, getting people to understand that you can experience God the same way I can or other people can through the way that you are. Not saying that you have to be um, perfect or that you get a pass to act as you may. It's more so like God already knows you where you are. So you, 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 you can feel comfortable and empowered in knowing that you can come to him as you are. And that's, that's what I really want to convey through all of my segments. But, um, he had put it in my heart for some time. You know, like I had said the other day on my last segment, I was saying how, um, well, it wasn't my last segment. It was my, one of my most recent segments. I was saying how, like, God put it in my heart to just make those harsh decisions to kind of cultivate my own life. Like, basically, starting over, starting fresh, and being who he always called me to be. And that was to be a warrior, to be strong, to be bold. So he gave me this message. It was um, the price of being bold. And I remember having a conversation some years back with somebody and we were saying how God just wants us to be bold. And sometimes we can misconstrue what being bold means with arrogance, um, self-serving, you know, uh, nastiness, selfishness. But really, in all actuality, boldness is more so being assertive. And you have to be assertive when you walk in with God in life in general with anything that you want. Um, I think many situations that arises that arise sometimes comes comes to us to um, kind of question where we really are when we say we're with God um, based on how we get treated, what we're willing to sacrifice, what we're willing to give up, all these things. Dang, I hate when people call me when I'm recording. I apologize, guys. All these things kind of pretty much um, measures where we are with ourselves and how um, adamant we are about getting what we want, getting what we deserve, and that's why... I think God put it in my heart to talk about the price of being bold. So I wanted to start out by saying, um, once you tap into who you really are, you can't afford to go back as you were. So if you know, like I, like I said, I know for me, I knew early on God wanted me to be a leader. How did I know that? And he wanted me to be bold. I know that because as a child, he would tell me one. Two, I was always in situations where I was the dominant one. I mean, people say, you know, because... <laughs> You know, I hate to take it to astrology, but people say because I'm a Scorpio, I'm controlling. And you know what? Yeah, to a degree I am because um, I I just always had this natural instinct to take charge. That's just who I am. 
and it can be overbearing. But sometimes taking charge and taking initiative can be great for the right reasons. So for me, um, I knew early on, it wasn't until that I started being around people that weren't necessarily bold that I started to see that my my entire being was annoying and a nuisance to them. And it kind of made me revert back into a shell. And when I went back into that shell and I started being that hermit, I remember just forgetting who I was and being lost and, you know, being walking prey to people, just just getting bullied, getting picked on, treated like I wasn't nothing. And I knew deep down God would tell me I didn't make you to be this way. And I'd be like, well, look, every time I put my foot out, and and be who I am, people get madder. So it's like, let me stay here. Let me play it safe. Because every time I walk and talk like I'm supposed to, my friends, my family, my loved ones, they get angry with me. I can't take it. So God put me on several trials and tribulations where ultimately I was going to have to bear my real face. I wasn't going to be able to avoid who I really was. And I really wanted to share that because it's a lot of us that could be much further than what we really are. But because we play it safe, because our loved ones, it's our, I hate to say it, but it's our loved ones that are going to be the one to pull us back. It's never going to be the stranger. It's not to say strangers don't throw daggers. It's just that you and I both know a stranger doesn't hold the same weight as your mother, your father, your brother, your sister. They don't hold the same weight. So if a stranger come up to you right now and say, them the dumbest shoes I've ever seen in my life, take them all. You're going to say, girl, bye. And you're going to get in the car. You're probably going to forget about it. Like somebody would probably have to grill you down to get you to recount that situation. Whereas if your mother said it, you'd be like, girl, I'm so damn dumb. Why buy these shoes? These shoes are a waste of time. Oh my God. Like you would really start ruminating and kicking yourself in the behind. So um, once you come into who you are, because I think ultimately, while we all have different purposes, one one of the attributes um, children of God have we're supposed to be bold. So when I say once you come into who you really are, this is when the real game, the real war starts. Because now you're walking as... So so, so you know that Jesus was a threat just by being Jesus. He didn't have to do anything fancy. He just was already... uh, Well, he did fancy things, of course. He did many works. But what I'm saying is just his essence threatened people that didn't walk that walk. So what I'm saying is when you finally come into that walk, right? As children of God, meaning you are a part of him. This is when it really is about to go down. This, it doesn't necessarily get better. You become more enlightened, but it's 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 more work cut out for you now because people see you. They notice you. And more importantly, you notice you. So that alone is going to be, um, how do you say, the hunger games. Like you, You're finally going to see a series of events where you find that every move you make going forward is going to be under heavy scrutiny. You're going to get criticized, ostracized, crucified for just about any and everything you do because you're walking this walk and you're, you're taking on whatever your particular walk entails. So um, I was um, writing the other day when I was coming up with um, the context of what I wanted to say on here. And I was saying to myself, what does boldness mean for Jasmine? What boldness means for Jasmine has always been vindicating the people that need to be vindicated. So um, I like to call myself an advocate for bullying. 
I don't I don't like bullying. I don't like people being bullied. Sometimes if I see people get bullied, I insert myself because I hate it so bad. Or if, if there's a situation where maybe me speaking up is deemed inappropriate, I have to literally take my fist and, and, and scratch myself, squeeze my hands because it enrages me so bad to see people counted out and abused and mistreated because I've, I've experienced that. So for me, being boldness means speaking up regardless um, be being willing to um, be subjected to that harsh um, criticism for speaking up in those, those inappropriate moments where people think it's inappropriate when all actuality you're trying to free your next brother and sister from going through some heavy um, scrutiny and, and, and being bullied. So I was thinking back to a time where like I was meek and had low self-esteem and how, you know, one of the most painful things I think about when I think back to that time when I was meek and I was quiet and I was shy, one, I, more, more than anything, what hurt was that I knew I was lying. I was living a lie. I knew that wasn't me. I'm not a meek person. I'm um, very strong. But like I said, sometimes when you know you're that strong, people pick at you just to see that 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 that, that lion come out. They want to see that lioness come out. And they don't know that when you're walking with God, that lion and that lioness is strictly for those moments where either you or your family or a fellow brother or sister is in danger. It's not for to um stick your chest out with. Or let your, or let your stuff hang. It's for those moments when another person needs to be vindicated. So when I think back to the time when I was meek and stuff, I'm I'm not shady. If some things come off as shady on here, I, oh, dig on my sister. If them, if some things come across as shady on here, I don't know what to tell you because I'm a forward person. If you feel like you need to say something to me, you can. But I'm just calling it like I see it. And I remember a time when I was meek and I had a little self-esteem and it seemed like loved ones. It seemed like loved ones had a field day. I remember people saying, like, she not going to say nothing. Or you can say what you want. Or she's ugly. Like, this is family and friends, y'all. I'm not talking about people out in the street. People close to me would, would do things just to do things because they knew it took a lot to move me. They knew I was passion-driven, purpose-driven. And they knew they couldn't get a reaction unless it was something I felt wholeheartedly about. So they studied me. Which means you got to study your enemy. I get real passionate when I talk about certain things. You're going to see certain things on my segment that I go 0 to 100. So if that's not you, you're not in the theatrics. Well, natural theatrics, cut my stuff off right now because this is who I am. And like I said, when it comes to self-esteem and edifying yourself and building yourself up, I'm always going to get in my feelings because I've been a witness to it. I've experienced it myself. And it's not a fun time to be in a dark place where people are knocking you down simply because you are who you are. Nothing else in particular but you being who you are it's painful so like um I remember being hurt just like really messed up like dang like I want to be me I, I hear God tugging on me but I'm like God I can't do this and and God going like why I can't do it because I lose them all I will lose everyone when I walked away and I always feared that because I was a codependent for like most of my life I was, I was a huge codependent, so the thought that I would lose my supply or, 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 my, or, my, or my own personal scapegoat or my vices drove me insane. I'm like, I can't because I haven't quite, I haven't quite faced who I was myself, but yet, and still, our enemies, our loved ones, they knew. So that's the crazy part when you walk into boldness and you walk into who you really are. 
for the most part, everybody around you, they know. Even the trees, even the leaves, even the animals outside, they know who you are, believe it or not. It's just us. Because we're still trying to please the world. We're trying to play. When when we play it safe, it's us pleasing the world. That's us people pleasing. And because of that, because God is a jealous God, you're going to go through things that'll put you in situations where you have to man up, you have to woman up, and you have to face it. You are not called this way. I remember, um, like I said, I was severely bullied as a child. I remember one time, um, I was in seventh grade. I didn't know. I was kind of, I was already triggered going into seventh grade because I hate change. And change is a part of life. But change always, like, really throws me off. And I end up needing, like, a few days to really adjust. I mean, I guess you could say it's natural. But for me, as a child, I never learned the tools to adjust to change. So I always need, like, an extra time period to really, like, um, take in what's going on. And, you know, I went into seventh grade. Um, I dated this guy. <laughs> I wasn't even into him, but I dated him just because, I don't know. I mean, 12-year-old and 13-year-old way of thinking, you explain it better than me. I, I I don't know why. But I dated him, and I remember getting on the bus, and instantly this guy goes from Dr. Jekyll to Mr. Hyde. He acts like a different person. He's teasing me. Mind you, we're dating, okay? So I'm I'm, like, super confused right now. I'm like, okay, well, why would he... Ask me out if he wants to, how we say it up here, why you want to make me to be it? And, and we're in a relationship. So, like, um, he's teasing me and his cousin chimes in. And his cousin starts going on me. I mean, he's, like, talking trash about me like I stole something from his house. Okay? Like, like, like I screwed him over back in the day or something. I'm sitting there like, these people hate me. And now, mind you... Some people will probably deduce this to us being kids. But when you are called for greatness, when you are already called by God, you have discernment that sometimes your peers don't have at the moment or at all. So I could discern. I said, no, this is hatred. They hate me. But I, for some reason, I wouldn't allow myself to dig deeper in that feeling because I always had pride. People think pride is you resisting a gift or, or help. Pride is also not having that mental capacity or that humility to dig deep to kind of like um, detect what the real issue is. Because you know it means it'll make you vulnerable. My pride wouldn't let me to be vulnerable. My pride wouldn't let me cry. My pride wouldn't let me show anger, rage, emotion, none of that. So when they were teasing me, it wasn't even the fact they were teasing me because I was already emotionally numb at the time. It was more so... I was frustrated that they were putting me in a situation to show something I hadn't, I, I didn't, I didn't like to show my full rage. I didn't like to act up like that because I really didn't know how far it would go. I didn't know what would happen. I mean, these were two guys, so of course they probably would have beat the crap out of me, but I was still embarrassed and ashamed to show my rage. I, I, I never wanted people to see me like that because I knew at, at, at least it was going to be ugly because I kept it bottled in. So when they kept teasing me, I'm thinking like, Lord, you got to come in because um, I'm about to say some things and I'm the oldest and I have siblings and they still have to get off the bus before me. I can't put myself in a situation where if I say something crazy, which I know I will, that Scorpio is going to come out. I don't want people to attack my siblings. 
So now I'm putting other people's feelings over mine. I'm, I'm, I'm just completely... I'm being strategic in a situation that didn't even require me to be strategic. I should just got my behind up and sat somewhere else. But me being prideful, me being like, oh, they're not going to move me. I still sat there. Okay. Um, I got so hot. I couldn't take it. I cussed him out. When I tell you, I cussed him out to the point where people were looking up like, that's Jasmine talking like that. Jasmine doesn't talk. Jasmine doesn't laugh. She doesn't do anything. Why is Jasmine talking like that? So now that I'm speaking in a way they've never heard me, now I'm paying for it. So so I'm thinking, oh, I'm going to show them who I really am, and that's that. No, now these people are hot. The nerve of me. So now you have the two guys plus another person now saying, if a fight breaks out, I'm jumping in it. Now, me and this young lady ain't close. So now I have three people talking about wearing me out. For defending myself. When I tell you I was perplexed, I'm like, okay, what the heck is that? Went home. Well, 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 first of all, the bus driver was my grandmother's best friend. So she held me back on the bus. She's sitting down. She's talking to me about it. She's like, Jasmine, I'm not mad at you. She said, I'm actually proud of you because I can't stand in her words, those MFing kids, <laughs> she said, it's just that I don't want you in a situation where you have to constantly defend yourself for being you. At the time, that went over my head. I didn't hear, but I have got to say, I didn't understand how that would be a constant theme through my life where I would have to pay for being myself. And it was nothing, it had nothing to do with me being special as a human, but it had everything to do with me being called. And as time went on, I eventually got the courage through, you know, um, accepting God's will, accepting who I am in God, accepting everything that I've gone through. I eventually got the courage to have a conversation with those two young men. And when I tell you, I've never seen more cowards in my life. The fact that I now had the knowledge and the power and the strength to conduct myself as a lady and to speak eloquently about something I felt deeply about. I'm telling you, like you could buy, you could have bought these guys for a nickel. They were like, what are you talking about? Oh, if I did say that I was a child, I don't know what you mean or, well, uh, you know, I, I spoke with some people about the situation. They told me we were all playing. Not one time was were my feelings taken into consideration. But fortunately for me and him, I had already done my work and I knew who I was. So him telling me his take on it was simply his take. And I was able to understand that. Not one time did I allow his so-called um, rundown or his account on what happened to infiltrate my mind. And that's strength. And that's the beauty of being bold and knowing who you are. People can't shake you. You unbothered. And it takes work. It takes work. Everybody's throwing around this whole unbothered thing. And they really don't understand the work that comes into being unbothered. You would have to purge the emotions you claim you don't have. The negativity, the hatred, the bitterness, the resentment, the all of that, the shame. You have to get it all out. And And, and through this journey, it's been... So satisfying now. I can say now it's been a satisfying journey. I learned a lot. But when you're going through the thick of it and you don't have that strong support, that spiritual support, it can feel like a second death or a first death or like the end of the world. And, you know, if it wasn't for my grandmother praying for me, God sending people to me, I don't know how I would have got through it because I was so bullheaded and I really didn't have anyone. 
It's something about awakening your inner strength that ushers in that much-needed shift. Like, when I started accepting who I was and being who I was, it's like the whole entire world responded to me differently. It's like, as long as I was willing to accept that I was nothing, everybody treated me like I was nothing. But the moment I woke up and said, you know what, I'm a queen. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a queen. I got my own crown. No one can move me. It's like everything started coming into play. When I started learning how to celebrate myself, I just made a segment called Chapter 26, Celebrate Yourself. And I wasn't just talking about me. I'm talking about everybody should celebrate themselves. It's it's not just for your birthday or Christmas or the holidays, but start celebrating yourself even from the ugly and up. It's like the whole world treats you different. Like, it's not perfect. You still get attacked, but it's like, for the most part, people understand who you are now. Because you make it known and you accept it. You're not a deer in headlights anymore. I... I noticed that when that shift came, it transformed how I also dealt with myself. Like, I was no longer looking at myself like a damsel. Like, I was looking at myself like a true bred queen. Um, a strong person. A person that has something to offer. A, per- a person that knew they've contributed. Even though people would say that I didn't. I knew who I was. And I knew that I would have my work cut out for me. Because the same people that benefited from my bondage. And me being disadvantaged. We were going we were, we were to have our day. And I can honestly say with, with, with confidence. I look forward to that day. Now, I don't know, not, not as an aggressive person ready to fight, but ready to fight in the right ways. Fight for my spot, my place on earth. Like, I have permission to be. Um, I have permission to be bold. I have permission to love myself and care for myself and protect myself in a way that maybe you're not used to. And if that's too much for you, I'm going to ask that you quietly leave my life. Or get left. Uh, let me know what you think. Um, has your journey coming into yourself been tough? Has it been easy? Well, of course it's tough. So let me know how it's been. If you're comfortable with sharing, you know, comment under my Instagram or my Facebook. Or if you want, you can send me a message, text me. However you want to correspond is fine with me. Just let me know your experience. And thank you for listening.